0: Hi, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor.
1: And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot.
0: And you're listening to the Pilot Mentor Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial.
1: So buckle up, because the aviation mentors are taking off.
0: Hey, everyone. We've got another exciting topic to talk about today. I want to talk about some of the things that have scared us in our times flying and how we've gotten over it. I know that there's been quite a few things that have scared me in my, uh, my flying career so far. Um, whether it be anything from turbulence to stalls to even heights. Uh, and I think Carson was going to kind of launch us off today and talk about his fear regarding turbulence. Uh, Carson, what what scares you about turbulence or what did scare you? And uh, did you ever get over it or does it still make you nervous? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: So I'll start off by telling you I did get over it uh, eventually. It took a little bit of time. That's good. <laughs> it is. I you know, considering I fly other people around sometimes. I, I'd rather not be too nervous about it.
0: Yeah, it's probably a good thing.
1: I'd fly around and travel with my dad. He traveled for business quite a bit. So I'd fly with them. I I was just scared of it. You know, I'd just be sitting there as a kid in the big airline seat, just getting bumped around. I didn't know what was happening. Didn't have an understanding of it. I think that when I became a pilot, when I started flying, doing my flight training, I was scared of it for a whole nother reason. Um, I got scared of it because I wasn't in control when I got bumped around. At least I didn't feel like I was. You know, I was flying over uh, over the high desert in Southern California. I was thinking I was about 7,500 feet flying up there. And all of a sudden, we just got dropped out of the sky. We dropped about 100 feet. It felt like we dropped way more, but that's all the altimeter said it was. But just losing that kind of control um, in that unexpected severe turbulence, that was a whole nother kind um, of just being afraid. And it was really every time I'd go up, I was after that kind of experience, especially. I was afraid every time I'd get bumped around, we'd get some light chop or we'd get you know light to moderate turbulence. I'd just be with my CFI. I'd, I'd be white knuckling it, just absolutely afraid. And that got me into some bad habits too, but broke out of them. Once I started overcoming it, there was a long cross country I did, and I flew to uh, Scottsdale and I flew there and back. And on the way back, it was about three and a half hours of just sitting in moderate turbulence the entire way coming back to Southern California. And I was flying with a buddy and just three hours of it. We put on autopilot, uh autopilot wasn't having it either you know, kept turning off because there was just too much turbulence and he told me uh, he knew he knew i was afraid of it he was already a cfi at that time and he told me you know, you got to fly it the whole way so i sat there for three and a half hours trying to keep the plane exactly level um six thousand something feet and just trying to keep it fighting up and down um and that was the practice that that got me over it just experiencing it for three and a half hours sitting there straight and you know I ended up getting over that because I realized that it wasn't such a bad thing and I survived the whole thing, nothing ever happened. And that's just when it kind of clicked for me, that turbulence wasn't going to bring me down. And it was just something that I had to get over like that.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I remember when uh, I had a turbulence event, I was probably, I don't know, maybe a 60, 70 hour pilot. And uh, I took off from Riverside. I went to Vegas for the weekend and uh, I was coming back, and I was in a Piper Cherokee. Uh, I was either a 140 or 160. I can't remember. Uh, but I was on my way back, and I remember it was at nighttime. And I checked the weather; everything looked good before I left. And I was doing all the right things, all the things you're supposed to do uh, before you go on a on a short cross country. And I leave Vegas. I'm over the 15 freeway, and I'm over the city of of Baker. Um, and all of a sudden, my right wing. Goes up like 90 degrees straight up into the air. And I had full aileron deflection all the way to the right. And it was just like a blast that hit me. And I was like nervous the entire flight, just like you said, you're white knuckling it. I was totally white knuckling it the entire way back um, with my hand on that control wheel. And I didn't know what to think. I just was, it, it was scary to me for sure. And that's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast today. To tell, tell us about what scared you. And that. Sure scared me. It scared me a lot. And uh, when I got back on the ground, I was very happy to be on the ground. Even though it wasn't like constant or anything, it was just that one big jolt, but it was just like what just hit me right now. And uh, and that 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 happened several times to me and I've and I had now, now I kind of expect it. If it happens, it happens. And you just have to keep flying the airplane. So uh, that was my kind of big eye opener for turbulence and since then hasn't bothered me as much maybe some of my passengers but um now that i look back i wonder if it was even that bad i probably just have it in my head that it was like the worst thing ever um but it's it a light it, shop
1: it was probably light
0: shop yeah yeah i'm not a delta <laughs> pilot so you know
1: <laughs> well you feel a little bit more in the planes and i think that's the thing too you know depending what kind of plane you're flying you yeah, have noticed that some planes i feel a little bit a little bit more than others and yeah, you know, especially flying a little one like that you're gonna feel yeah. it Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. What What else? Yeah, has it kind of scared you over the years of your your flying.
0: Oh, uh, I'll t- I'll tell you what scared me the most. Uh, actually, there were there were several things that scared me. I guess I, while I was kind of looking at doing this podcast, I was wondering what scared me, and then I realized there were a lot of things that scared me flying. I'm really surprised I got to the point where I'm at today. I can't <laughs> believe that. Yeah, I can't believe that I've pulled it off uh, this long. But um, I've overcome all those fears, and I think that. Um, That was big for me, just overcoming fear in general, because I know for a lot of people, it really stuns them in their growth, growth as a human, growth as a pilot, just as a normal individual. So I think that's probably the reason why I I kept on flying, um, just was to get over fears. And some of those fears, I remember when I first started flying, my first day, I went up and I thought, if something happens, literally I'm falling out of the air, because I heard about stalls, right? And everybody thinks of a stall as like an engine stalling in a car. And that just means it stops running, right? Well, now I know that it's an aerodynamic stall that we're more worried about, not necessarily an engine stall. A um, different? So, yeah, they're a little different. And I and I didn't realize what an aerodynamic stall was. And I was just white knuckling it and scared every time I went up for those first, I don't know, three, four, five lessons, maybe less than that. And I told my, my instructor how scared I was of stalls. And that probably wasn't the best idea to be honest. Uh, because he said, well, Brandon, just wait. All right, hold on. And, uh, and he did a power off stall for me. And after he did the power off stall, I, I, I swear, I thought I was going to, you know, I was over the 15 freeway again there, but down here in Southern California, um, kind of near Corona, but, uh, I honestly thought I was going to fall out of the air. I, I really did not know what to think. And, uh, but after I was done, I even, I even took my hand and put it up, uh, in the cockpit looking for like a handle to grab onto, like in a car <laughs> and, and I, and there was no handle there. So, uh, my instructor was laughing at me I, at the end of it. I was laughing at myself. We turned it into a really good experience because I had to feel what a stall was, after that, I still didn't like stalls. Probably for another 150 hours or 200 more hours. Uh, now I like doing them for fun. It feels like a little roller coaster. Or can you do it without losing any altitude? Or, or if if you fly in the Icon A5, I did one the other day, and you can actually climb in a stall. Um, so it's it's a pretty crazy. That
1: plane's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy how how I've gone from being deathly afraid of them to just you know how to control it. You know how to use your rudders. You know how to to really kind of get those those little fine motor, um, motor techniques. And and now I'm not afraid of them at all, but that first time when he did that, I was just, Oh, I was, it was over. I couldn't even deal with it. And then because of that spins were deathly, I was deathly afraid of a spin. I mean, if you, if I didn't like a stall, can you imagine what I would do if I got into a spin, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, I wasn't excited well, about.
1: you Do a stall wrong, just letting you guys know that's that's where you could end up. So yeah, uh, it, it,
0: yeah. If you do not recover from <laughs> a stall properly, or or use your rudder pedals, you probably you won't probably end up with a spin. But you can. Um, so I was really afraid of those kids <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but they're easy to, to overcome. Yeah.
1: So uh, a quick question: um, When you first started your flight training, I have my own opinion. Heard it from a lot of students. What was more? more uh, scary for you power on or power off stalls. You know what? I don't, it's been so long since
0: I had to kind of remember that stuff. I remember grabbing that, trying to grab that imaginary handle kind of the most vividly to be honest. But I think that I was probably more afraid of the power on stall, even though I didn't like either one of them. Uh, And a turning stall was probably the worst one because a turning stall, I just felt like I was always going to, to spin the airplane. Um, but you can kind of do turning and power on stalls kind of in the same way. Uh, so I'd, I'd probably say one of those two are the worst, but after you get the concept of it, I mean, it's all pretty much just rudder control, which really does it. And, and anybody who's listening to this day who's a student pilot and they, they're just having those, those stalls break off um, one way or the other. It's just because you're not using the right amount of rudder and you you can probably leave your ailerons just nice and neutral and barely even touch them. As long as you're, you're playing with those rudders. Um, You might have to be kind of aggressive with the rudder. Sometimes it depends on what airplane you're flying and obviously listen to your flight instructor who flies next to you every day, but it's probably having to do something with, with the rudder pedals. You just got to use more of it. So uh, which one was more scary? I don't know. I think it was probably the turning stall because I figured it would develop into a spin, you know, my favorite, my favorite thing right there. So, but uh, (laughs) the only way I I got over this, uh, the stalls I got over by doing them a hundred times and Hey, just, you conquer your fear. Right. But the spin, I actually went out to Long Beach and I found this guy who had an aerobatic Robin. And originally I wanted to learn how to fly. Just, I want to do uh, aerobatics or acrobatics. And I, I couldn't find anybody. finally, I found this guy in Long Beach. I go over there and I go meet him. I can't even remember his name nowadays, Uh, but I remember he had this convertible Thunderbird and he would drive it all around the airport. Um, he's a super cool guy. And uh, if I run into him again, I'm going to go say hello. Uh, and if he's listening to this podcast, just give me a ring anytime I want to go fly with you again. But he brought me up over uh, Long Beach Harbor. And we did hammerhead stalls. We did, we did barrel rolls. We did loops. And of course, we did <laughs> spins. Um, a lot of spins. Uh, because I told him how afraid I was of spins and he got me. So I was so comfortable in just those couple hours that we were flying, uh, with spins. It was, it was unreal. Um, I walked out that day, not really afraid of what an airplane can do anymore because I knew what an airplane can do and how to control it. Uh, if, if you've never done aerobatics in an airplane, you've got to go try it once. Just go up for, with a guy or a girl or somebody for, for an hour or two and go feel what an airplane really does. Everyone thinks an airplane stops flying when you pull power or when you put too much in or whatever it may be. But honestly, they these airplanes are very capable. It doesn't matter if you're flying a little Cessna one fifty or that aerobatic robin or a Baron or a seven thirty seven. I mean, they can do just about anything I mean, in the air that 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 you would think they can do. So have you ever been afraid of stalls or spins or anything like that, Carson?
1: Yeah, I was terrified of power on stalls. Um that's so why I asked. That was that was my biggest fear because I couldn't understand why it had so much power. I felt like it was too much. And I was like, we're climbing way too fast, you know, straight up. Um it, it was me and me and my instructor, and neither of us were small people. <laughs> and we're <laughs> we're just climbing straight up trying to get um trying to get that 172 to stall. And it just it wouldn't stall. So we're just kept pulling back and pulling back. And I'd like look out the window to my left. And I'd see, um, yeah, you know, the ground like we were almost, almost vertical with it. And uh, you think you're
0: vertical, but you're not really that vertical.
1: I, w- you know, I had about ten hours. Um, I was, I was vertical as far as I was yeah, concerned. It was probably vertical <laughs> to you, yeah. yeah it was, it was probably up like two or three degrees. <laughs> but um, I, I was totally afraid of it. But uh, spins somehow was never an issue for me. I, I went up with one of my instructors, and we went and did a spin um in a 172 that had no gyros so we were able to take it and uh it, it was just the time of my life like we, we had about 30 minutes it was before work and so i asked him take me up so we went up we went over uh the lake matthews practice area and just a little bit out of the way and we went up to about 6,000 feet and he said you ready for this and i was like no because i've always i've always heard everyone was you know everyone's like oh don't spin don't spin so we did it and it was just so crazy. I was looking at the ground, you know, two seconds after I was looking at the sky. And, yeah,
0: um, it does happen like <laughs> that, real quick. It,
1: it, was, it was so fast, just quick snap and all of a sudden you're looking at the ground and the ground's spinning. <laughs> but <laughs> it, I, I found out how easy it was to recover from it, you know, you, you just follow the, you know, the pair yeah, acronym, acronym. Yep. and that's it. That That's really the, the plane almost fixes itself after, you, you know, you do that. So,
0: yeah, I've, I've noticed most things with airplanes. It's normally not the airplane that has a problem. It's normally the pilot uh, always does something wrong and the airplane will listen to the pilot. You just got to tell it what to do properly, right?
1: Yeah, I, I figured that the biggest problem getting out of that spin would be, you know, if I was doing it alone, would have been my reaction time just yeah. thinking yeah. about it just because I was so nervous. But then I did, you know, the whole <laughs> pair acronym, you know, two seconds later, I was straight and level again.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm glad come you over, utilize it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so what else is scared you, Brandon? There's gotta be something else.
0: Yeah, there's there's one more thing that comes to mind and uh it's probably my most primal internal fear. I bet you a lot of people have it, but I don't think most people feel like pilots should be afraid of this. And uh I'm definitely afraid of heights, and it's hard to admit, especially on a live audience right now. Um uh, you're a pilot. <laughs> I'm a pilot and I'm afraid of heights. I cannot stand being high off the ground. Um, so you go put me on a building and uh, I am very, very nervous and very, very scared. Don't I won't even go near the window. I'll just, I'll stay away from the window, especially if it's, I mean, two, three stories doesn't matter to me, but 10, 20, 30 skyscraper. No, thank you. Please keep me away. I don't need to be near that. It just doesn't need to happen. Um, I And I remember, and it's probably... I probably didn't really get over it in an airplane. I don't know if I'm even over it now. I, I think I am. I'm 90% sure I am. But I think until I had near a thousand hours, I was still nervous. Um, believe it or not, in a 172, if I had a look at the dangling wheel out my, my left or right window and I looked and I would just look and see that wheel just dangling there and it wasn't really dangling. I mean, it's, it's, it's attached to the airplane really well, but it would freak me out. out. The window. Yeah, you look out the window and, and it looks like it's just dangling there. And it freaked me out. It just it made me realize that I am not on the ground and I'm very high in the air. So I trained myself just to not even look at it. Um I didn't even want to to look at that that wheel anymore. So I would just look straight up or out. Um and I think one way I kind of conquered that was I stopped flying a lot of airplanes. That I could see the wheel, um, I started flying an Arrow a lot more. I started flying Baron a lot more and Duchess a lot more, and just different types of airplanes. So that's that, why you like it, low wings. Yeah, I mean that's probably why I like low wings. Um, but I do like high wings now. I mean I've flown a lot of high wings, and uh, the the wheel dangling doesn't really bother me as much. But uh, but yeah, when I first started, I didn't even want to go to. I, I was scared of going higher. I didn't want to go 3000 feet, 4,000 feet, 5,000 feet. Uh, even though I have to do that to go clear, like big bear or something, you've got to go really high. Right. So I wanted to stay lower to the ground, even though my instructor would tell me, Hey, we're safer if we're higher. Cause we've got better glide distance, things like that. I was just way too nervous about it, but that wheel dangling. Sure. It still gets me. I get like goosebumps right now. Just thinking about like how much that, that made me nervous. It's, it's so weird. Um, but, uh, but the only way I got over that fear was, was literally just over and over and over again, just flying and, and, and getting myself out of my comfort zone, because that's what flying all about. And everything in life, you got to get yourself out of the comfort zone to grow. Um, and if you don't do that, you're not going to grow. So, um, I made sure that I can, I can grow and, uh, and that's, that's what I did. I just kept on doing it over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's perfect. And I'd like to say that It's not going to be a very fun lesson after you do, but telling your instructor what you are afraid of is absolutely necessary, especially while you're flying with your instructor still. You know, it's important to use them. And if you're going to tell them that, Hey, I'm scared of stalls or I'm scared of turbulence. It's important that you tell them, and it's not going to be a fun lesson for you, but you're going to get over that fear. So I just, I like to think that's something important that you should do. Yeah,
0: I, I have to concur. I mean, you really need to tell your instructor when you're getting nervous or afraid of things. And if they're a good instructor, they're going to do a whole ground lesson before or sometime around it. And they're going to tell you about what's like what's causing these problems for you. And uh, and then they're going to talk about what they're going to do up there uh, to try to conquer that fear of yours. And, uh, and sometimes they can't help you conquer it. I mean, for heights, it might just be a time thing or a, it just might take a while. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but if you tell that good instructor and they, they go up there and they do it with you and they, they make you feel safe and, and secure, uh, that's really what it's all about. If you got a bad instructor, they're going to go bring you up there and just they're going to throw you around like a rag doll and say, hey, this is what you, you do and you don't do. And they, uh, they just do it to, to almost make fun of you. That's the wrong type of instructor. You don't need that type of person around you. You want to have, have that instructor that goes out of their way and teaches you the basics on why that. That creates creates that issue for you. So, I hope you guys all have that instructor because I've had a few of them in my life. I've also had a few of the other ones, um, and uh, both are good and bad in in some ways. But uh, but I think it's I think it's fantastic to get over your fears. And I'm really excited for everyone listening to this podcast. I'm hoping you got something out of it today, uh, and maybe you can conquer your fears. And you can always send us messages or uh, or reach out to us if you ever have those fears and want to chat more.
1: Yeah. So I really appreciate everyone for listening. And remember, fears are natural. It's something that we're all going to get over. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our fears and the ways that we got over them and still getting over them.
0: So if you would like to uh, reach out to either one of us, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at MrMartiniGuy or at Carson underscore AV17.
1: Just remember, we're here to guide your aviation journey. Fly safe and enjoy the ride. Talk to you next time. Thanks so much. See you guys.